I'd get naughty with Princess Zelda. She's hot. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Power Play. My name is Jim Jones. And I am Peter Street. This is our first show of 2007. Hey, it's 2007, everybody. We're all a year older. Congratulations, you're closer to death. A year older and a year under. Day late and a dollar short. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, it's 2007, and uh, I have to say so far... It's been a pretty disappointing year. That doesn't make any sense because it's just started. I know. We're three days into the new year, and I'm already disappointed. What is so disappointing about three days into 07? Okay. Well, here's the deal. I woke up on January 1st, rolled over, looked out into the parking lot in front of my apartment. Your car was on fire. No, but it was just as bad. My car was sitting there still. Oh. My fucking 1988 Mercury piece of shit. So every day's a bad day for you. (laughs) Yes, but this one was particularly bad because I couldn't help but think as I looked outside, where the hell is my hover car? That's... Where is my hover car? What? I've I've been promised. In the year 2000, weren't we supposed to have hover cars and... Meals in a pill and transporters. <laughs> Where are these things? My meals are in a pill already. They've been in the pill before two thousand. I must be missing. Do you have a hover car? No. No one has a hover car. But they were promised in the year two thousand. I think that if you think that, then you've been watching too much Back to the Future. <laughs> I have been watching some Back to the Future. I expected them to be around at the turn of the millennium. Yes, it's a brand new millennium for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, no. Give a, introduce it, fire it off right. Yeah, exactly. Start it with a bang. Instead, we get a new Blackberry. I don't care about a Blackberry. Uh, Where's yeah. my hover car? Or at least a hoverboard. If they would have given me a hoverboard, that would have Give satiated me. Give me something that says 21st century. Exactly. Or second millennium. Yeah. Come on. I mean, how many people have seen a millennium pass? Nintendo's trying to do that. I mean, they're trying to say, hey, let's move our hands to play games. You know, let's do some. Let's let's start to walk the line of you know fantasy and reality with uh, what we're doing. But what about the car companies? There are no hover cars. Nintendo should start making cars and make hover cars. I think they'd be dangerous. Hover cars are dangerous. Well, not if Nintendo made them, but I think the idea would be kind of dangerous. You'd probably. Hmm. You know, Why's people that? people would get into accidents all the time. People and I do. don't want somebody's fucking drunk ass flying into my window. <laughs> he could drive through your house just as easily. It's not like your house hovers. I'm on the second story. Live in an apartment. True, he could come right he in could, through your window. He could come right through my window. But with a big enough ramp, he could do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would burn his ramp before he had time to build it. I'd notice that shit. <laughs> Some dude is building a ramp outside, <laughs> and he's drunk. Anyway, yeah, well, so that's I was... a sad story. That's a bad start to the year 2007, and it's been the same for the last seven years, obviously. 
every year I'm more and more disappointed with not seeing a hover car in the my driveway. The deeper we get in the 21st mm-hmm. century, yeah. the more disappointed you become because it's just delayed all the more yeah. every year. It's like when a video game is pushed back a few mm-hmm. months. That's how I feel with the hover car. It's coming, I just don't know when. I wonder how many people didn't make it into the 20th century. Probably all the people who died before the year 2000. <laughs> oh, there is that. Yeah, I think those are, the <laughs> those are probably about the only people that. I didn't. think those are the only people who didn't make it into the 21st century. You oh, ass! All right. Anyway, oh, I guess we should God. get into the show at some point. Don't we do we? video games? I think we talk. What's this podcast about? The I future? Hover cars? Religion? Oh, Elvis Presley's hairdo. No, wait a minute. Hold on. Last time we did video games. Did we? I can't remember. I believe so. All right, fuck it. Let's do video games then. Let's just do it this time. This 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 will be about video games. All right. Well, uh, I think you've got some kind of list prepared for us with yeah, a couple segments. Yeah, I have a mild structure to. Oh, we're still doing that structure thing. That's so last millennium. I know that's 20th century. <laughs> so we're going to keep that to a minimum this time. We are going to do a little, though. We're going to talk a little bit about, and we're going to, of course, do a top seven. Oh, yeah. This this is obviously 21st century. This is actually 22nd century. This is definitely, we discovered this idea when we took a ride in the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. It was at this moment last year when I hit my head on the toilet <laughs> when I was trying to hang up a fixture, and it ended up flashing two things in my head. The first was the flux capacitor. Yeah, been done. And the second one was the top seven list. You drew a picture of the top seven list. Uh, yeah, I drew a picture of it, and I still have the scar um, from the from that blow to the head to this mm-hmm. day. All right. And it's in the shape of a seven. But anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Uh, the top seven list this week is going to be our... Well, let me uh, go ahead and edit my note. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is going to be Jim Jones' top seven list. Whatever, you agree with some of these. With some, but not enough to call it a, a co-op <laughs> top seven. Fine. This will be Jim's top seven of his, and in some cases our, most hated controllers oh, of yeah. all time. Most hated. So that that is going to be fun and revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And at some point, we're also going to do a Would You Rather segment. <laughs> and we'll just save the topic for for the end. Yeah. And discuss a little bit about what we're playing. All right. Well, uh, since you don't want to take any responsibility for this top seven list, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start it out with right, my number seven most hated controller of all time. And a lot of people, a lot of people are going to disagree with me. I'm personally going to see that you get crucified Bring it in on. real life for this. Bring it. This That's is what where I had to say. It was when I I saw this that I had to draw the line. No. Nope. And, and totally uh, detach myself from any responsibility for this list. Whatsoever. I'm right, though. I'm absolutely right. We'll, we'll let the listeners decide. All right. Well, my number seven is the original NES controller. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That should be your, like, number seven on the top best controllers ever. This is a terrible controller, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Can't even bother listening to this shit blast. Go do something else while I talk to the listeners. Here's why. This is the the 
single most uncomfortable controller to hold. Because the edges are like razor blades. They are sharp. <laughs> the corners are pointy. There's really no way to comfortably grip this controller. And on top of that... I had surgery. To comfortably grip it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't hate it then. Uh, I have square shapes <laughs> cut out of square the center thumbs. of my hands. Awesome. Uh, maybe I just needed to do that. It's my favorite controller because of that. Nintendo expected everyone to For get $10, surgery. $10,000. <laughs> it should be. Well, I did not have any surgery. I can't understand what you mean, man. That controller just... Oh, God. It, it's it's just... It's, no. it's a beautiful thing. It's very simple. It's a simple controller. It's very simple, yeah. And therein lies its complete gorgeousness. I think you are letting the fog of nostalgia cloud your vision, my friend. When was the last time you held an NES controller? How long has it been? Not too long, because I actually bought a um, candy box in the shape of an NES controller. <laughs> When's the last time you held an authentic NES controller? It's just, it's shaped I just bought a like piece it. of chocolate shaped like an NES controller, <laughs> and it felt very good. It's been a, it's been years. Okay, okay. It's been years. Well, it has been literally days for me. I have days? an NES, and I just recently played Zelda 2 all the way through with this horrible abomination of a controller. And I'm Black telling heresy. you, by the end, my thumbs were bruised, my hands Bullsh were bruised. It's horrible. Your hands were bruised. My hands were seriously hurt. They weren't bruised. I'm not that much of a wuss, but they hurt. My thumbs. I could barely move them. Oh, well. you, you've got to let me, uh, I have to yeah. come over and play, because I've actually uh, been meaning to play through Zelda 2. That is one, that is a one Zelda game that I have not finished in its entirety. Shame on you. And this coming after I just got through finishing the latest Zelda Twilight adventure, Princess. Twilight Princess. So I, I finished that game, I'm in a Zelda, a Zelda mood, yeah. so... I, I want to play through that one. A lot of people and say I it's terrible. And I want to play through that game on the original NES. Yeah, yeah Because I better. have tried to do it on my computer using the, the keyboard. Oh, bad news. And as bad as you're saying the NES controller is, I'm telling <laughs> you, that's better than than the uh, yeah. a, than the WASD combination. I'm sure it is. And uh, my arrow keys. But a lot of people don't even like that game, believe it or not. A lot of people no, say it's by far I the hate, worst I Zelda. Once, I once hated it. That's why I've never actually beat that one. It's in my top five Zeldas, though. I really love this game. Because top it's so unique. It's such a different Zelda than anything you've you ever played. your top seven Zeldas? Top five. Top, top seven. So your top five out of the top seven Zeldas. Yeah, it's number right? five out of my top seven. It is? Yeah. Actually, it's probably higher than my top five out of my top seven. It's right behind, I'd say... Okay, it's probably number four. I I put Zelda you number actually, one at the very top. Have you thought about that all the way through? What you you've really numbered your Zeldas and your yeah. Head? I was uh, on a forum where they were actually posting like where? which is your top five. It's involved. on digipress.com. It's a really cool site where a lot okay. of collectors and traders go and they're digipress. Uh, Digit press. D i g i t oh, press. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they did a top five list. Your top five Zeldas. And I think I put the first Zelda at the very top because it's nostalgia factor. It's the first one I ever played. It's the most memorable for me. Can I say something heretical? 
you've already done it with your what? slamming of the great NES controller. But I think it's time that I reveal my dirty little secret. I'm going to point and scream heretic. Okay, fine. I deserve it. What is it? Well, I have something. I was intending on keeping this from listeners for as long, forever. It all comes out on the podcast. But it's going to come out because this podcast is about honesty. So if you if you can't speak the real, then... Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. So here it comes. It's confession. I have never finished in its entirety. Oh, my God. Don't say it. <laughs> I've never beat all the way through. Now, I've played it for many, many hours, but I never actually finished the original Zelda. Oh, my God. You heretic. (laughs) Yep. I can't believe it. I deserve that. You deserve much worse than that. Much worse. I've only beat through the sixth dungeon. That's the furthest I ever got. Why'd you stop? I never... Got around to finishing it. I never okay, played well, it the first go round. I never actually owned the original NES cartridge. Don't don't play the emulator. I know you were playing the emulator version. Oh, I have version. it on my desktop right now. I've been trying to finish it. Finish it on the NES. Why? I have it. You can borrow it. You whatever. Have the I have it. Just don't because it, it feels gross playing it yep. on the keyboard. It like, does. I'm like, ooh, these are the graphics I remember from way back when. And then I'm like, this sucks. Because, yeah. I mean, playing it on keyboard, on emulator, that that's actually how I've tried it each time, and I can't yeah. bring myself to finish it. And even the res of the computer screen just, I don't want it. I want my 480i. Well, that's what it was designed for. Yeah. And when I get it in 1280 by 1024 RGB, no oh, thanks, or VGA. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'll borrow it, but that's my dirty little secret. Yeah, you, sir, should be hung and stabbed at the same time. And it's strange. The first two I have not finished. And set on fire. But I've beat 90% of the other ones. Yeah. All the major ones. Actually, you've probably that. beat more Zeldas than I have. Yeah, finished Link to the Past. Yeah. beat Because you beat the ones on Advance, too, right? Uh, beat the Minish Cap. I never beat the. Uh, and now you beat Twilight I, I, Princess. I've uh, I beat Twilight Princess. Wind Waker. I beat. I never beat that. Uh, I've played all these, but I haven't beaten them. Yeah, I totally. Except I mean, for the original and. And Zelda when I II. beat a Zelda, the Zeldas that I have defeated aren't just me doing <laughs> the bare minimum. They aren't defeated. They're crushed. They're crushed <laughs> into fine powder. Which is why it makes me so angry that I never got to experience that. I think I've been ruined. What ruined me was Link to the Past. I was ruined on that. That was the first old school Zelda that made you know me want to keep playing yeah. until the bitter end. That ha- That was one of my most passionate moments in all of gaming. Hmm. is my oh, wow. experience with playing it on the original console, too. Okay. This was back in the Dreamcast era, and I said, you know what? Fuck my pretty 3D games for a little bit. I'm going to borrow and I borrowed it from your brother. I borrowed... You guys got it out of the garage. We blew the <laughs> dust off of it. Yeah. And I said, hey, can I borrow this? And Daniel was like, fine. Hmm. Your dad was okay with it. And I borrowed your Super Nintendo, and I had... Which is one of my fa- I'm glad this isn't on your list of controllers because the Super Nintendo is oh, probably yeah. one of my favorite by it's far. It's freaking awesome. It's it's made by geniuses, but 
I had the Super NES controller in my hand, I plugged the actual system up to my TV, and I snapped the cartridge in. Yeah. And I played it that way, and I beat... I, there is not a single thing I didn't do in Link to the Past. And was that your first oh. experience with Zelda? That was... No, my second. My first experience was actually Ocarina. Really? Well, as far as beating them. I had toyed okay. with them, but I never wow. sunk my teeth into a Zelda before Ocarina. I'm surprised, then, that Link to the Past is your favorite. Because normally, the person, when the first game they played is going to be their favorite, just for nostalgia reasons. Yeah. Like, that's why NES is my favorite console, mm-hmm. as opposed to consoles with better libraries, like the SNES. Right, because it was your... Because it was my first experience. And I've asked... experience. I've asked friends what their favorite console is, uh-huh. and it's, most of the time, it's the first console they ever played. Yeah. But, that, but you kind of go against the, the grain Nintendo there with the Zelda. not my favorite console, either. Yeah. That's the first one I owned. Yeah, it's not a rule, but it's... it's most the, of the time, it's yeah, the case. Yeah, I, I understand that to be the case, and I'm not typical that way, I guess. Yeah. I look at... I kind of... Each time I play a video game... I look at it from the perspective of when it was made. Sure, yeah. And I factor that in, because if you, you know, if you don't, you're obviously not going to be impressed by the older works until you stop and think, wow, this is an older work. Yeah. This was done eons in (laughs) game time, way before, you know, Gears of War. (laughs) Yeah, compare Zelda to Gears of War. That's why I'm kind of sad about kids that are growing up today with the games that, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about next-gen stuff, Mm -hmm. but truly, if you are a listener out there and you are growing up on this generation, maybe the one before at PS2, something like that, you probably aren't going to recognize really excellent design because... It's kind of overlooked. Most of the bit. ideas that are in every game are just copies of what's been done before. Yeah. And innovation is very rare today. Yep. It's almost evolution only. It's not real revolution. But I have a hard time saying that any anybody who's raised on these consoles is any any worse off than we were because the people who first played Atari and arcade games and we're raised on that, are going to say that the NES generation is a bunch of spoiled That's brats true. or whatever. That's true. That's a valid point. I've thought it out that way, too. I mean, there so is I have, yeah, I have nothing to say against anybody who's growing <laughs> up on these consoles, but they should go back at least, like I've done, and yes. check out the old systems, because there's a lot to be learned yeah, and a lot of great experiences. Yeah, yeah, I agree with your viewpoint is probably the most balanced. If you're growing up and you're used to the modern game consoles and, you know, the consoles and not just that, but the... Uh, modern-day computer games, and it's not a bad thing. There's a lot of great content out there for you, and there's a lot of exciting stuff for for both of us. But but go back into the past and try to experience and research some of the games of yesteryear and see how well you like them. But my suggestion is if they do what you're suggesting, Jim, and they actually do like you do and, you know, buy some of these older systems... I'd suggest that they do what I do when I play them. Take into account the year they were made and what was going on and what was around this game when it was released. I did that with The Link to the Past, and it's in my 
personal opinion that that game, all things considered, the time it was released, the technology it was released upon, and everything that came before it was going on at the time that Link to the Past came out for the Super Nintendo, it's my personal opinion that that is the best Zelda game. Well, yeah, I think mine's probably still the original Zelda. And then probably... What was number two? Uh, I'm going to have to say Ocarina. I'm not even going to put Link to the Past there. Was that what you put on the list on the website? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Ocarina, then Link to the Past, and then Zelda 2. And then probably Wind Waker. I think those are my top five favorites. So what about the new Zelda game? I've only played an hour of it. I can't really... Say. Can't speak on no. that yet. And I'm not going to put it in a top list, even though it's getting all these great ratings. I can't put it in there until I've not actually until played it. you've actually done it. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into uh, the next controller on the list. All right, what's your next pick, Jim? Number six. I hope I agree with it. <laughs> and I'll bet you, I will bet you that none of our listeners have ever played with this controller. Ever. If they have, they should post about it. Yeah, if you have, write us an email and tell us that you have, because this is the first home console controller ever made, because, well, it came out with the first home console, and that is the Magnavox Odyssey controller, and basically what this is, and I will post a picture of this in our forums, Okay. Uh, basically what it is, is a box, a little, like, handheld box, which actually looks like it was meant to be sat on a table, because it's got a base and everything. Uh, with a dial on either side, like a like a pong paddle sort of thing, but on both yeah. sides. And the one on the left moves your character or cursor or whatever on the screen in a vertical orientation, and the one on the right moves it horizontally. So it's like playing with an Etch-a-Sketch, trying to <laughs> play... That's terrible. Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah, I can only show, imagine it's terrible. I've never yeah, used I've it. I've seen the picture of the... I've never used it either, but it looks like the most ill-conceived, clumsy, shitty yeah, I Just imagine that. Trying to play any kind of video game with an Etch-A-Sketch. Play Halo with an Etch-A-Sketch <laughs> controller. <laughs> well, it wasn't exactly Halo. <laughs> At least you could strafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Strafe Before. and jump. <laughs> That's the... It's, yeah, it's, so I. But uh, I mean, it's a first of its kind. Yeah, though. I hate I mean, to put it on the list, but really, it's a horrible control scheme. But it was innovative, and it was the first, so it kind of balances out. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have put it way up higher because that's terrible. That's horrible. Yeah, if that came out last year for PlayStation <laughs> oh, <God>. Two, <laughs> Katamari Damacy. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> it's a special Katamari controller. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's number six. I don't have much more to say about that, so we'll just go into number five. Alrighty. And I'll number bet you a five. lot of people are going to disagree with this one, too. I know I do. do you, really, you do? Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? No, I have issues with this controller, but it's not a top-worst controller. It's one of the no, best. Get out of town. All right. One of the best. I'm going to say, and since this I'm is my freaking list, right. get out of town. It's my list. <laughs> number five, Sony DualShock. What do you think Dude. about that? I think that you just put one of the most innovative controllers on your worst innovative list. Innovative my ass. What did they innovate on that controller? Let me tell you exactly what was the innovative dual about thumb the stick. Dual Shocks. First of tell all, me, like it or not, know. like it or not, two analog sticks is now the standard. Indeed it is. And it was the first one. Tell me. Secondly, right. hold okay, on, okay. let me I'm finish. I'm trying to restrain Nintendo. my Nintendo. 
Mm-hmm. We we on this show have recognized him as an innovator, correct? Indeed. The innovator Nintendo mm-hmm. had to scramble to try and compete with the innovation that is the DualShock controller. Let me explain Tell how. Tell me where the fucking thumbstick came from, though. No. Tell me. Oh, God, I have a muscle cramp because <laughs> I'm so upset. Oh, he's trying about to get out of topic. it. No, I'm about to unload, but my leg just cramped up. This controller has little thing mm-hmm. called the vibration function. Oh, and oh, you mean uh, the one that was in the N64 controller via the expansion port? Oh, that that rumble feature. Yeah, is yeah. that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, the exactly. one that Sony didn't invent. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, you know what's funny about what you just said? Apparently, what's in that? your research about controllers, uh-huh. you didn't run across this little nuance here. What's the nuance? The fact of the matter is, there was no such thing as a motherfucking rumble pack until after the Dual Shock. Get out of town! I will not get out of town. You will get that. out of town, <laughs> sir. Because <laughs> no, let me I'm staying in this town. Oh, I'm no about way. to look up on look Wiki. it up. Look it up. All right, we're um, taking a quick break while he looks that up. the show. I cannot believe this. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, which I'm now looking at with a critical eye as an entire web organization. <laughs> Whatever. According to them, God, this sucks. says that the Rumble Pack was released in April 1997 in Japan, mm-hmm. and that the uh, Sony DualShock controller was introduced in Japan in late 97. So, the Nintendo uh, Rumble Pack apparently did hmm. come out first. That's an interesting little factoid that I remembered researching. Just by a few months. Just like a few few months difference, but Nintendo That's right. was first. I may be lacking in knowledge in other areas, but boy, I researched my freaking controllers for this episode. <laughs> Seriously, I did 40 plus hours of research for this episode. Wow. And well, this episode and that article that I'm going to post about the history of the controllers. Damn, I was wrong. Sorry. I was wrong, but only barely. Only barely. It was a few months. Yeah. To the untrained eye, it may have looked like a simultaneous I'll tell you launch. What? I'll tell you what, it was a few months difference, but. And it wasn't their original idea for their Sony controller, because that's obvious. Neither was the analog stick. Neither was the analog stick. They steal I, I rec- everything. I recognize that, but yeah, yeah. I will say that with the DualShock 2, it was superior in the fact that it had rumble feature built in. You didn't have to switch sure. batteries in and out. Yeah. It was built in and powered by the console, so that was a first, and that was good. And I think they had a lot more support with it in quality ways. I mean, the Rumble Pack was supported half-assed because it was never built into any of the Nintendo controllers. So Nintendo wasn't coming out and saying the Rumble feature is now a standard, use it. They were saying the Rumble feature is an optional peripheral. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you don't have to use it. Well, essentially, it was an optional. Plus it made the controller so much heavier. It was cumbersome when the rubble. Yeah, it was. But that's a whole other reason on my N64 one. But uh, essentially, it was an optional add-on for the PlayStation 2. I mean, you had three different uh, joypads or game controllers yeah, well, that you could choose the, from. Sony said we don't want it to be that way when they started packaging it with it. Yeah, true. But you yeah, still had the people who had the first PlayStation control with no analogs even. Just like me, because I had the PlayStation when it came out yeah. uh, ever since day one. But I went out and quickly bought it because I saw its superiority, and I yeah. and I was noticing how every single game seemed to have the symbol on it, and it looked like that's what they were doing. So. Yeah, it pretty much became the standard on the console. Yeah, it was. But you, I think you have yet to defend this controller. I think it's terrible. You say it's great. It feels Why? great. It fits in your hand comfortably. Okay. And so it's easy to hold. It's easy to hold. It's um, the analog stick feels and moves very comfortably. Mm-hmm. And for a competitor at the time with the Nintendo analog stick, it was much more solid and stable. It never really wore out. And was real because the Nintendo stick was very thin, had a thin base to it. Yeah felt flimsy after a while. It had lag in it. This one was solid, and every time you would use the analog stick, it felt as firm and fresh as the day you bought it. Okay. So it was it was put together well. It was it has a sure. high high production value. Yeah, I think it was a solid you know, controller. The design I have problems with the design, which I'm sure you do. Yeah. But I have problems with the fact that they designed the two analog sticks to be right side by side exactly. in the middle. Exactly. That's a huge. Because you end up butting your thumbs together if you ever try and use them simultaneously. And you say it's comfortable to hold, which it is, but it's not comfortable to use the analog sticks. Your thumbs are very awkward angle. It's like 45 degrees from your hand, and it's much more convenient to have your thumbs, like, straight up. Like, where you would put them for the buttons and the D-pad. Yeah. I think, anyway. It feels more natural to me. Well, as many hours as I played with the games that in the PlayStation era seemed to just support single analog play, yeah. played a lot of that, and having your thumb down there with the analog stick while your other thumb is up higher with the buttons ended up feeling good. Well, I think feeling natural. Yeah, a little more because I I think it's kind of hard to focus on two analog sticks at awkward angles. But yeah, I think that's where the Xbox controller got it right. Yeah, where they shoved it up where the D-pad should be in, exactly, and then put the other one at the bottom. Yeah, I think that was the uh, next evolutionary step. Yeah, with the dual analog stick, it became the standard. But then Microsoft was smart enough to catty corner them so they're yeah. not side by side and that was much better and that that is what Microsoft stuck with and then Nintendo came out with GameCube yeah they did the same idea sure well Nintendo actually on the N64 that analog stick was in a good spot regardless of how crappy the stick itself was it was in a pretty good spot because your thumb yeah. was not at an awkward angle at all Agreed. But, yeah, that's one of my... Probably my biggest complaint about the DualShock is the awkward angle of the the dual analogs. Uh, another one, you say it's easy to hold, but you end up holding this thing... I don't know how most people do it, but they, you end up holding this with your pinky and your ring, and then you've got the two... You've got four buttons up on the shoulders. Yeah. So it, it kind of feels a little awkward for me to hold it. Maybe it's just because you have larger hands. 
<laughs> I do have larger hands. Because um, you're only holding a little on to bit, it with two fingers. It is hard to have all four of the top buttons covered simultaneously. Yeah. Usually while I play with it, I hold it as if the top buttons were just two top buttons, kind of like the Super NES controller. Uh-huh. But I have my top fingers venture back and forth between R1, R2, and L1 and L2. So I will have my thumb on the face buttons, my other thumb on the analog stick, and then two of my top fingers, or two of my my actual pointer finger will be on the top buttons. Well, regardless of how you hold it, I think that the extra L and R buttons that they included are kind of useless. I mean... Do you really play games where you use? There are four? a ton of games that use all all four. Of the I, I know buttons. a lot of the rhythm games and stuff like that use them. Well, many many action games use them. Many adventure games use them. Tons all at the them. same time. Not where you have to be on them all at the same time, but they all have very critical functions. Hmm. Metal Gear Solid series is one of those series that had functions for each and every one. Personally, I think if you can't get along with four buttons and two shoulder buttons and a D-pad and two analogs that are buttons and a start and a select button. I think you got problems with your game, personally. Well, there are many, many, many games that use all those. If you can't get along with eight but ten buttons, however many there are. It does It does complicate things, but it when you feel like you have mastery over, like, 20 buttons yeah. like that, Using your you arms really and your feel like you, you know... <laughs> You're a master at whatever said game that is. True. Anyway, I don't like the controller. It's hard for me to hold thumbsticks or at awkward angles. Block. Fair enough. I think it's one of the more innovative controllers. I, I've had, yeah. I, I think it's one of the more innovative controllers ever. All right. Have your opinion. See if I care. I I'm moving care. on. Okay. I'm moving on to number four. Go on to your list. In the top seven. Top what seven worst. The, seven. What's your number four? My number four... Is the N64 controller, Ooh. which is, I think, undoubtedly worse than the DualShock. Why do you think that? For the reasons you mentioned, because it doesn't have dual analog for one, which it was before the dual analog, so they didn't really want to change it, I guess. But uh, it's it, the whole left side of this controller is pretty much useless. I, I don't That's think true. I've ever touched the left side of the controller. <laughs> if there wasn't a left side of a controller, mm-hmm. I don't think I would miss it. But then the middle would become the left. And then, Yeah, it is one of the silliest looking controllers I've ever seen. <laughs> Before I had a chance to play it, I looked at this thing, and it looked like the Batmobile. Uh, it, <laughs> the Batwing. Yeah, the yeah. Batwing jet yeah. or something like that. Something it was. Crazy. It's silly because I'm thinking, what's that there in the middle? But then I'm simultaneously thinking, how in the hell am I going to use the <laughs> D-pad? Yeah. Oh, you could reach up to it, but then... But then you would have to completely pause the game, <laughs> detach your hand, and then three hours later you would be able to touch the D-pad. Yeah. The, the entire left side is useless. And the L button. How the hell do you ever get to that L button? The L button's kind of pointless. <laughs> the L button's it was the, the idea behind it was it was designed so... Certain games could still be 2D games sure, yeah. with using just the D-pad. There are games that did that. I've never personally I have rented one. a few of them. I forget what they were, but I have played a number of them. 
I forget the different ones I played that did that, but basically you just ignore the Z button and the analog stick, yeah. and you hold on to it like, you know, so. And basically you play using the D-pad and then the uh, face button. Probably for fighting games that was better. But were there any, even any fighting games? Yeah, Clay like Fighter, the, that was on N64. Oh, there were uh, one of the most notables, Killer Instinct. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. That was, that was that's pretty a fun big. game, too. Yeah. I didn't like it as as well as a lot of other fighting games. Sure. It, was, it was fun to play. I enjoyed it. But yeah, I mean that. But the it's awkward at best. Yeah, absolutely. And it's got I'd say the worst analog stick I've ever used. Even though it was the first, even though it was innovative, I still have to say it sucked. Why don't you like the analog stick? Because I really love. Oh it. man. I I think the analog stick on it is is uh, like a fire engine. Is like a fire engine, red and hot. Well, I'll tell you why I don't like it. Uh, I, yeah. And you know why I don't like it, because well, it goes back entirely. to the golden eye days, when we would sit for hours and hours and hours and days just playing golden eye, and going back and forth. And uh, sometimes, every once in a while, I'd be playing. I'd have you in my sights, and all of a sudden, my thumb would slip right off the analog slip off and I would be completely dead in the water and you would blow my brains out and that was because it had no ability to stick to your thumb like it, it wasn't very well textured it had the rings yeah. but it, it no forget it it was smooth plastic and, and, and the Sony right the Sony one is, is much better the Sony textured. one yeah it has rough parts it has and, like little rough and it grips to your thumb yeah better. it's very nice compared to that now they tried to do that well, there's little circles on yeah. it yeah it didn't work because the circles were still smooth plastic and you ended up sliding right off of it anyway. And it was probably compounded by what we called potato thumb. Yeah. <laughs> potato thumb kills you no matter what you're playing with. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No matter what controller it is. Potato thumb, you could slip off a D-pad even. Oh, God. That'd be hard, but you, I've done it. But potato thumb is basically where you've been eating some sort of greasy food, be it pizza, but we focused on potato chips. Potato chips, so, namely. Yeah, namely potato yeah. chips. But Greasy potato chips, getting that grease yeah, all over all your over thumb. All over your thumb, all over the analog, and then yeah. whoops, and you're dead. Go back to your game, and bam, you're dead. Yep. And then, you can't get rid of potato thumb, either. Because well, you it's try on the and controller. wipe it off, but it, the, the, it's in your pores. Yep, in your pores, on the controller, and it sticks in the rings. Those rings yeah. that were supposed to help you now contain potato grease. Exactly. And how are you going to play? Just, yeah, you have to you have to not only then clean off your filthy thumb <laughs> with uh, with pores infested with potato grease, but now you also have to clean off your analog stick yeah. because it's now a storehouse for potato grease. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I hated about the analog. Yeah, that was difficult. I I tried to refrain from those grease snacks. What I would yeah. do, and what seemed like it was impossible for you and our other friends to do at the time is to just think before you reach into the bag of potato chips which hand am I using Yeah. if I'm using my right hand then go for it grab sure. that motherfucker and pound it down if I'm reaching if, if I have to take my hand off the analog stick to, to get to my greasy slash sugary snack don't go for it Well, my thinking was always Easily I, can, solved. I can reach in I can pull out the chips, I can eat them, and then I can wipe my hand on my pants real quick. 
And that'll yes. solve potato th- But how no. many times did that not work? Plus, yeah, it doesn't work. I mean, it, it doesn't does get all not. the grease off, and then it builds up and builds up, and finally you deceptively think thumb. it will because you think, hey, I wipe yeah, it, it's gone. it's gone. Not, not, not with grease. potato thumb. No. Potato no. thumb doesn't go away that easily. No, you don't just uh, blink and get rid of it. It's uh, <laughs> potato thumb's there to stay. But anyway, another thing I couldn't stand about the N64 controller is. Did it seem to you like the C buttons, the yellow buttons, were kind of tough to push? Like they ended up hurting your fingers after a while? Um, they were smaller and a little bit harder on the thumb because yeah. they they kind of pierced it. Yeah, because they were so small. Yeah, they were small and they were harder, but I loved the C buttons. I don't know. Yeah, I think they worked well, but eventually my thumb would start hurting from using them too much in our eight-hour golden yeah, eye session. I think maybe you have some kind of, you know, problem with your hands that you should check in on because Man. I don't remember my thumb ever hurting using the C buttons. And I was a fiend about controlling and micromanaging the camera in Mario 64. Oh, yeah. Like, the camera was literally as much a part of my gameplay as controlling Mario because <laughs> I always wanted the best angle to look at whatever I was doing at any given moment. Yeah. So I use the C button so often on so many different games. I, I had no trouble with it. Of course, I've gamed so much that I have like mile-long <laughs> calluses on my yeah. thumbs. So uh, that's a, actually that's something I forgot about to mention about the NES controller is how yeah. concrete-like the D-pad is. <laughs> I mean, eventually your thumb wears down to a nub, and <laughs> the D-pad ter- takes its toll. I'm telling you, it's a terrible controller. Terrible. You must have just recently purchased a Nintendo with a D-pad that's broken. <laughs> no. They're all You're like making that. it sound like it's made of granite. It is. It is made of <laughs> fossilized dinosaur bone fragments. I'm telling you. Oh, and it's painted tar black. Yeah. They just came to out of the pit. Them of their home. Just came right out of the pit. It is not that hard. You must have a broken one. I have to check this uh, out. You'll see. You'll see. Play through Zelda 2 and then him. tell me your thumb doesn't hurt. I will. And your palms, where the controller digs into them. I'm doing it. I'm telling you. Absolutely. Alright, well let's uh, move on from the, the N64 controller. Let's move into my third worst most hated controller ever. Yeah, and this one I mildly agree with a mildly. little bit more. I agree with a little bit more on this no. one. Get out of here. You agree wholeheartedly. I know you do. No, I don't. And, I don't know. Okay. Number three is the you Sega... You have to talk me into it. I'll talk you into it. All right. I will. Here we go. The Sega Genesis controller. And now, let me talk you into this. All right. I'm listening. I want to start out by saying that this controller is, without a doubt, the hardest controller to hold, period, ever don't agree with that. Absolutely! Tell me that this controller is not way too big. Way too huge. Um, I see the number one. I'm not going to reveal it, but I'm looking at your list, and I see number one. So I cannot agree with your statement, sir. It is not oversized when compared to number one. Well... It is nothing. It is... But it's still oversized. It's a microchip It is still to too one. big, though, right? It is too big, for, especially for the era, and considering the sleekness of the Super NES controller, its, yeah. it's competitor controller at the time, um, it's definitely way oversized. You know who designed for its, for its day and age. this controller, right? No, who? 
It was obviously Andre Giants? the Giant. <laughs> obviously, or the Jolly Green. One of those, <laughs> because it's huge. And, okay, to top it off, not only is this a mammoth of a controller. In a way, at the end of the day and age, I kind of like the size of it, because it kind of made you oh. feel like you were getting more for less. <laughs> Wow, you are a fickle, fickle person. <laughs> I'm very Easily much influenced. I'm influenced by hype. At least I was. I'm and our best. controller is fucking enormous. <laughs> Mommy, I want that. Mom, it's big. It's My better. Fingers don't touch the buttons. More is better. <laughs> yeah, bigger is not better in this case. No, but okay, I agree. it wouldn't That's be so why bad. I kind of agree with you. If it was that big, and it was normally shaped. It wouldn't be so bad. But they decided they're going to stick nubs on the bottom. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever tried to hold a Genesis controller. For hundreds of hours, I've tried to hold a Genesis controller. Okay. Well, it, it doesn't work. It's impossible to hold comfortably. <laughs> because they force you to not only turn your hands at an awkward angle to hold it, you have to turn them a little sideways and out like your yeah. palms in towards each other. Yeah, I remember. And then you have to hook your pinkies around these stupid nubs that come out of the bottom. <laughs> Who the hell decided that the freaking bat symbol was a good shape for a controller? <laughs> Apparently Sony did later on, but uh, <laughs> that's a different story. No, it's terrible shape. Terrible. Um, I just can't fully agree with you. As long as I played on the Genesis, I really developed a liking for the feel of the controller. No, screw it. I really did. All right, and well, how about this then? So it's a little big and awkward, and it's not nearly as good and as sleek as the Super NES was. But for the different style games, I think it was more fun. I had a lot of fun playing the games on it. I don't know. I just Well, the games were fine. It's the controller that pisses me off. Uh, okay, another reason. Here's I'm here's probably like, blinded too much by nostalgia. You are, and here's <laughs> my, here's my biggest reason. You are. Here's my Thanks. biggest reason for hating this controller. Who decided that the best shape for a controller is curved on the front and flat as a fucking board on the back? Why is that a good shape for a controller? My thumbs don't have three joints that I need to curve around something. My fingers do, and I can't... There's no way to grip the back of it. You see what I'm saying? It's flat, and the front is the part that they curved. Why did they curve that? Yeah, it doesn't look like they thought it through all the way, but it's no. still... It's, I, I don't know. I'm convinced go. that they didn't have a design for the controller like three days before launch, and they said, fucking make something and it's send it out. And they never even held it <laughs> before they sent it out in the boxes. Well, it certainly it certainly beat their uh, master system controller. That's I, for damn sure. I don't know. At least the master system was a conventional design, easier to hold. I've heard atrocious stories about the D-pad from Peter Dragon on our forums. He says his hands would bleed and his eyes would bleed. <laughs> but I Did he say eyes? No, he didn't say eyes. Uh, I didn't think so. But, but I yeah, he describes it as being a terrible. He says the Sega Master System controller is completely horrible. And as much as I've analyzed the pictures here of it, I I would have to agree because it looks like that they put blades on the end of the, <laughs> on the on the D pad. Oh so, yeah. So it would sink into your thumb. Well, that's a but, one but the Genesis controller sure doesn't have that. 
And no. I think it, it's it's definitely better than the Master System controller, and and it's it's okay by my standards. No, I hate it. It, it has its it's it has its flaws, but I guess that's I why this know. is my list, and yeah, you take no responsibility. List. I'm not taking any responsibility for this list at all. Okay, fine. And I want everyone to know it. I don't know. Uh, I kind of agree like with you. It's definitely too big and it's cumbersome. And by today's standards, uh, and even by then, the standards yeah. then, it was not sleek or refined. But but just think about, why didn't these people think about which side to curve? Does it make any sense to curve the front and not the back? No. No. no it if you're going to round but, uh, anything, you round the back. Yeah, well, that was a lesson learned later. Oh, Jesus. Should have learned it sooner. I, I like my Genesis controller. All right, well, screw it. I hate it. And we're going on number two. All right. Number two. Oh, oh Lord. Um, number two. <laughs> What's number two? Number two is the Atari Jaguar controller. Now, here, here's where I agree again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think many people would dispute that this yeah, is a Yeah, I can terrible. agree with you on this one. That controller... Uh, the, well, the whole system was... A joke. Yeah. 64-bit my ass. <laughs> now, what a gimmick. Yeah, I just, you saw that angry Nintendo nerd thing where they did the 16-bit war. Yeah, that was hysterical. <laughs> but I thought that long before I saw that. Yeah, yeah, so did I. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the controller was absolutely freaking terrible. And I'm going to have to post pictures of it all these. It's almost I... as big as the console itself. <laughs> <laughs> they could have made it a portable. Just stuck buttons on the side, made it a portable. There you go. Yeah, it's basically a keyboard. Yeah, the controller is... They tried to go with a mixture... The controller is a mini keyboard. ...of a D-pad and the two buttons and a keypad controller. A host of other buttons on the bottom. Yeah, well, that was kind of the trend back then with Atari. Basically, you get a calculator free. <laughs> you buy the Jaguar, you get the controller, and, a, and you get a free calculator. Yeah. Apparently. Atari just couldn't let go of the keypad. Which I guess is why they're not in the console Terrible. business anymore. Yeah. They didn't realize that the next innovation should be a thumb-sized analog stick, as opposed to with with vibration features, as opposed to uh, having a keyboard attached to your uh, control pad. Yeah, and looking at that picture, I'm going to ask you how the hell you God, use the keypad. So how in the hell do you reach the bottom keys on the keypad? They're useless. You, ha- you have to remove yourself from the game to get to them. Yeah. You have to stop playing to touch them. You have like. to take at least one hand off the control to use the keypad. I don't see how that's going to benefit your game experience. No. So yeah, that's a, that's a, that belongs on the worst list of game controllers. The top seven list of worst yeah. game controllers. I'll For agree sure. with that. And I definitely think it's number two. I think it's a firm, well, solid I number two. I think that's a solid choice for number two. So I, I would have to say I wholeheartedly agree with this one. Okay. Well, I'll go along with that. Then let's move into the number one. All right. While we're getting along, let's go on to number one. The, the number one. <laughs> we're going to get along even more here. Oh, really? The number one most hated controller Ooh. for Jim Jones is... For Jim Jones. The original U.S. Xbox controller. Oh my god, I agree with you. You remember this abomination? Oh, do I remember this it? This beast, this well, behemoth? I've tried, to for- I've tried to forget. I've tried to forget it numerous times. 
holding this controller. I thought the Genesis controller. Microsoft was has tried to forget this. <laughs> They've tried to deny its existence. We are going to blame them for. It. We are holding them accountable today. That's what we're here to do. That's what the podcast. You can't get does. away with this, Microsoft. No way. We're holding you responsible. Put their dicks on the chopping block. Put their <laughs> dicks on the chopping block. Yeah. Because. Okay, when I said this the Genesis is... controller was big and you disagreed, you disagreed because you compared it to this controller. Yes, this controller is equivalent to the square root of three elephants <laughs> standing on top of each other. <laughs> anyway, holding this controller is like trying to hold a freaking beach ball. Uh, this thing is so round <laughs> and so oversized. <laughs> Goliath himself could not hold this controller. <laughs> I'm uh, telling you. It is enormous. It's ridiculous. It's, I I thought it was a joke. First of all, I yeah. thought Microsoft is getting into video game consoles. <laughs> what a joke. No and kidding. then I saw their controller, and wow, what a joke. It is. That's the reason. I mean, it was the most powerful. It technically is the most powerful of that generation's consoles Yeah. as far as the technology. But I didn't give a shit, because how the hell are you going to play the game? <laughs> Yeah, it weighed like five hundred pounds. Here's a here's a side by side of it in the remodeled, the S type, much sleeker, yeah. much better S controller. That's when I decided to invest in my Xbox. Yeah, the S controller is freaking awesome. Yeah, the S controller is really good. Yeah, it's it's a much better redesign. And you want to know why the S controller is so much better? Look where those white and black buttons are. Well, it seems on the first. Xbox controller, they decided to make the black and white buttons completely out of physical reach for any human hand. <laughs> Absolutely. If E.T. needed a controller, this is the freaking controller for him, man. <laughs> because his massive hands would not only be able to curl around this behemoth, but they could hit the the black and white buttons. Yeah, this is one, this is one time I can quote Han Solo. And, and say he was wrong if he was referring to the original Xbox controller when in Star Wars he says, I do not think they had Wookiees in mind when they designed her, Chewie. <laughs> they definitely had a fucking Wookiee in mind when they designed the original Xbox Absolutely. controller. Absolutely. Absolutely. That could only be played on by if you had Wookiee hands. Yeah, Wookiee fingers. If you had they... Guinness World Record <laughs> hands, then... <laughs> Somebody if that you're in a if you're in a record book somewhere for large hands because I figure a corporation as big as Microsoft would have some knowledge about how you test a product mm-hmm. before you release sure. it. So I want to know who was who was testing this thing. I would like to shake their hand. <laughs> it would probably envelop my entire face. They don't shake hands. They shake bodies. <laughs> but shake on it. <laughs> oh my! No thanks, sir. Anyway, yeah, finding okay. Here's my beef, my real beef with the black. I have and white a story buttons. about the control, the uh, original Xbox controller. It's a it's very short okay, story. Go ahead. This controller was the reason I would never own an Xbox and wouldn't today <laughs> unless there was the S controller. And I'm glad they made the S controller and packed it in with the Xbox eventually because I bought that Xbox and I played Knights of the Old Republic, oh, great one of my game. favorite games ever, yeah. only for uh, the Xbox console. Also for and computer, the PC. Also okay, for PC, that's where I but later on <laughs> yeah. it was released as an Xbox exclusive. So I'm very happy about the uh, eventuality of the Xbox, at least for that reason. Yeah. But 
had they stayed with the original behemoth, I would have probably passed until the PC port of that game. The game system came out 2001. The S controller came out the next year. I was in retail at this time, and someone brought the original Xbox controller into my said place of work at the time, wanting to return it because it had broken. Oh, yeah. But we had nothing to exchange it with but S controllers because the behemoth was gone. Yeah. Microsoft was quickly trying to push that under the rug and go, go, wow, that never existed. But this guy brought one in, and he was like, well, I will never buy an S controller. Those are crap. What? I can't believe they've done this Wait, to I, me. Wait, I'm going to guess that this man's name was Andre the Giant. It was not Andre the Giant. He was dead at the time. But this man was, I am 6'3", and he was a full foot taller than well, I Well, there you go. And his hands were at least twice the size of mine. He would crush an S controller. And he said, he, he, yeah, he couldn't play an S controller with, you know, He'd have maybe to he use could with his pinky. the opposite side of the controller with each hand. Because it would overlap, yeah, obviously. his thumbs would overlap. He'd use the analog Absolutely. with his right. His thumbs would wrap around it. <laughs> but this guy was so content, he said, finally they've made a controller that's perfect for me. <laughs> wow. And it was it was amazing. He played every single Xbox game with the original controller and wanted nothing less. Wow. So uh, I was fascinated by that encounter. So I just thought I'd drop that in. That's right crazy. I can't believe. This is a real story. I guess that makes sense, though. They should have kept it out there. Perhaps they were just trying to to uh, tap into a demographic that was uh, <laughs> immense gamers. A large-handed demographic. A large-handed demographic. You know who the video game market has not captured yet? The large-handed. Yeah, Absolutely. we need more of them gaming. They are the forsaken gamers. <laughs> and this anyway, guy was finally happy about one. I'm glad somebody liked the original because I hated it. Me Terrible. Too. Awful. But I, I wanted to say something else about the black and white buttons. What else? It's the fact of where they were placed on the original controller. It's like, if you if you think of the six buttons on the Genesis controller, yes. and you take their decent placement and you skew it about 45 degrees counterclockwise, uh-huh. it, that's the shape of the buttons on the Xbox controller, on the original Xbox they're almost like a tower of buttons that you can't possibly reach the top of. <laughs> like, those black and white buttons... Okay, when you're playing a game, you don't have time to look down at your hand and see where you're going with your thumb. Right, right. So you end up, like, fumbling around. Trying to find the black and white buttons is like trying to find a light switch in a dark room. You fumble yeah. around until you finally manage to happen upon these strange buttons. And then once you find one, it, it's not bad enough that you have to find one. You have to find both of them to orient, to tell which button you've actually found. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have to find the other one. So they're the worst place buttons I've ever seen. So yeah, that's my top Yeah, they were horrible. Seven. It's a well thought out list. I just don't happen to agree with, with uh, most of the thoughts. Okay. It's your prerogative, I guess. Indeed it is. All right, well, I guess we're going into would you rather or what we're playing? What do we want to do first? Let's do uh, what we're playing. What we're playing? Okay. You want to take it from the top? Well, currently I have been involved in 
consumed with the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Ooh. Title sounds kind of pansy when you say it like that. Twilight Princess. Cess? Uh, sounds like... Sounds disgusting. Barbie, like a cess Barbie Twilight Princess. Sounds like a whore. Yeah. She's a princess. She's the Princess Zelda. And she wants to get naughty with Link. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess is an excellent game. That's all I have to say. The end. Awesome. Uh, okay, what I'm playing. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Asshole. The um, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess I've recently defeated. Awesome. And I crushed the game into dust, as I do with every Zelda game that I defeat. I don't know why you would want to destroy your game after beating it. Figuratively speaking. I did most. Actually, I haven't finished all of the side quests, oh, so it's not completely dusted loser. yet. Loser. It's not all the way dusted. But um, I, I finished it recently. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's still kind of a game that a lot of people out there are playing, so I, I don't really want to talk about plot. Yeah, and I haven't wa- played it yet, so I'm yeah, really And I know you haven't, yeah. so um, suffice it to say, it's one of my favorite Zelda games. The end boss sequences, I, I will be vague about my thoughts. The boss fights are a little too easy. Uh, the aiming with the Wii controller is fantastic. Everything about the Wii version I like and would not want to play the GameCube version after after getting accustomed to the Wii version. There's definitely a learning curve there, but once you master the Wii controls in the game, I think you're going to prefer them. And you're going to think they're immensely fun, especially when you get to all of the items that involve aiming with the Wii Remote. It's it's great. It's a blast to nail enemies with the uh, bow and arrow, for example. But uh, the game is excellent as far as the artistic design, the story moments. There's hardly any dry spot in the game at all. It has some excellent design dungeons. Puzzles are good. I am upset about the difficulty of the bosses and other enemies in the game. There are a variety of different moves that you learn throughout this Zelda game that make Link's combat more extensive than ever before as far as his different abilities in combat, just as far as his sword play, Mm -hmm. which make it a lot of fun to play this game, but rarely are you immensely satisfied with overcoming a challenging boss or a challenging foe because they're very very straightforward Yeah, uh, there are some puzzle elements to some of the bosses but it's nothing that's very difficult I, n- I don't believe I actually died once in the game wow really? yeah I died on purpose several times just because I you know drown myself just to see what it's like every time I if I can drown myself in a game I always do it just to see the death animation I'm a freak like that out of principle I have to drown Link every time and everybody else who can drown in a video game what if they made a video game but I mean aside from the purposeful deaths I maybe died a couple times because I fell off a ledge so you're lying but it was you lied when you said you didn't die I never died on a boss Qualified a little or more, on, don't you? I never died fighting. Oh my How's god! That? I never died while swinging a sword and jumping at the same time. How's that? Oh, <laughs> kiss my anal areas. Ooh, gross. <laughs> Not really. Okay, so you never died except 
usually never on purpose. died while or... fighting. So it was either on purpose or because I fell off a cliff or something. Huh. But other than that, it is, uh, is, it is a satisfying game, but that's countered by the fact that I was hoping this game would bring some continuity to the Legend of Zelda universe as a whole, yeah. which, unless I, I haven't read a theory that said it does, and according to everything I know about Zelda, it doesn't seem to. So I was kind of disappointed in that, but at the same time, the ending is satisfying. The final boss fights are a blast. And it is one of the finer Zelda games, but it's unlike I thought it might be. It is not my favorite Zelda. Wow. Okay. Now let me ask you this then: After having played through this entire game, which I'm sure Gerstmann did, how do you feel about his 8.8 rating? As nauseating as it as it makes me feel to to say uh-huh. to say that. Now it's not going to be. Got him. We got him. No. Listeners. We got hold, him. Hold on. Here it comes. It's not. No. I will not give you what you think you're about to get. I'm about to get it. I'm waiting. (laughs) I will say with some nauseating feelings in my stomach that it's not as much of an outrageous blasphemy as I originally thought. However, I still don't agree with it. I I believe it deserved nines. You know, maybe 9.2 is what I would give it. Okay. I haven't played it, so I can't comment. I just wanted to see how you felt now. Yeah, I'm not like... You've actually played it. I think it's one of the better games this year. Definitely one of the best games this year. And deserved more notoriety on that particular website than it received. And and my problem with the Gerstmann review has to do a lot with the inconsistency in it. For example, he gives the GameCube version of this game a .1 percent higher rating than what? the Wii version. And a lot of people say, well, that's because it's based on the technology that it's played on and the and the game system of the GameCube. It's more of a it's more of an outstanding example of what the GameCube can do than maybe what the Wii can do. That's not at all mentioned in the review, so if that is part of the logic he should have said it. Then he should mention it. It's not mentioned. And on top of that, it's blatantly mentioned, because I read both of them in their entirety, in the Wii review of The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, he goes on in extensive paragraphs about how the Wii version is the better version. And he says, this is finally to clear up, if you're, if you're wondering which version to buy, get the Wii version of this game. And yet he still rates the GameCube version higher. That makes no sense. I'm, Doesn't I'm make gonna any take sense. your word for it, but it seems really odd that Well go on I mean it's a free country. Go on to the website, yeah, oh, read oh, oh. read Gerstmann's review of the GameCube version and read his review of the Wii version. And there are inconsistencies there. Okay, well regardless of his inconsistencies, would you say that his rating is closer to the actual rating? Like what you would give it as opposed to a perfect 10? Yes. I would say that. So he's not but super I don't far see, off base. Uh, you I chastise this guy for being I don't ridiculous. see a perfect 10 out there, though. There's, there's no, like I don't maybe, see a perfect 10 game ever, really. Well, I, I have I, a hard time calling anything perfect. Yeah, that's why I would disagree with your statement. I, I find it really hard. But I would say that the reviewers out there that gave it a 9.5 for example yeah. out of 10 if you're using that scale even 
yeah. or the ones that did the equivalents with the other rating scales, I would say those people are a little bit... Actually, those people are closer to my thoughts on the game than Gerstmann's thoughts. Okay. That's fair enough. But you're the guy who hates the man. But I still so. don't want the man's blood pressure. <laughs> Neither do I. Sorry, Jeff. Kill a horse. <laughs> All right. Well, have you been playing anything else? I have also started to play Star Control 2 again. Ah, awesome. Uh, was that before or after Peter mentioned it? Peter Dragon mentioned it on our boards. Um, that would be after Peter Dragon mentioned it. Uh, um, he mentioned a lot of the classic PC games that yeah. I grew up with that are some of the best games ever that I'd agree with as being some of the better games of all time. So having the Urquan Masters on my desktop, I thought I would go ahead and double-click and start the single-player game, as I've never finished the single-player game. It's a long freaking game. It is so game. huge, but that's part of the greatness. Yeah, absolutely. But it is imme- it's immense, and it's hard to get through that massive thing. Yeah. It's like sitting down and going, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and finish reading all the Lord of the Rings books <laughs> right now. Right now. Yeah, it's about as hard as it is hours to, later. to finish the uh, Star Control 2. But it's a fabulous game, so I'm into that. been playing a lot of that. Awesome. Awesome, and I hear awesome. I've been challenged as well. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. He, uh, what did he call you? He said, I think he said, well, shit, bitch. Let's, uh, do some super <laughs> melee or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, you've been officially I have a, challenged. I do not have the, the version that supports, uh, network play, but I, I plan on getting it. I'm gonna... You've been smacked with the gauntlet. you got to get it. Yeah, I haven't been super meleeing though. I've been I've been into the single player game because that there's so much greatness in that. But I'll, I'll brush up on my skills and better, and I'll throw down. I think uh, Peter Dragon's gonna whoop up on you. He probably will, but I'm I'm gonna see that that he remembers the fight. All right. Uh, anything else you've been playing? Uh, that's about it. Well, I did recently invest in a new DS game. I've been playing a little bit of The Children of Mana. Uh, I bought that game. You spoke to me about this earlier. Yes, I Your did. thoughts on it. I purchased the game, and then I read a bunch of reviews that said it wasn't very good. That was your first mistake, buying it before reading reviews. Eh, sometimes you just, uh, you know, I don't think so. You can't judge everything based on people's reviews. True. But uh, I have been playing the game, and I actually disagree with most of the reviews so far. Really? I'm enjoying it a lot more than a lot of the people I thought you said you hated it. it. I hated the fact that I didn't get any kind of input before I bought the game. Hmm. Okay. But now that I've played the game and I'm having so much fun with it, I really don't regret the purchase any longer. It's actually quite fun. Because right. I like dungeon crawlers. I mean, it's not yeah. a vast role-playing game, like I kind of expected it to be, but it's more of like a Diablo or a Fantasy Star Online, something like that, sure. which I love those games too, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of PSO. And it's got network play. What do you think about, uh, I hate to divert the subject, but what do you think about like PSU compared to PSO? Um, have you played PSU at all yet? I have not. I wanted okay. to, and then... Once again, I let the reviews dissuade me from that. Really? Because, yeah, I've heard it's not getting good reviews. But yeah. I don't think the first Fantasy, Fantasy Star Online got that great of reviews either. They were good reviews, but they weren't like 9s, 10s. Yeah. They were they like, like a Zelda high 8s. Oh. They were like Gerstmann's review of Zelda. Zelda. Review. 
and actually what I found to be pretty contradictory, one of the game magazines I had at the time uh, was Next Generation. Oh, Remember yeah. that game magazine? That's yep. discontinued. But that had a very interesting synopsis of their feelings of Fantasy Star Online. They said, this game revolutionizes console gaming. It's, it's by far one of the most impressive feats this year in all of gaming. But because of some key flaws, we're going to knock down the score a little bit. So, basically... Well, I, you kind of have to do that. I mean, Yeah, you have to be balanced, but the things that it did for gaming as a console gamer and the, and the direction it tried to push console gaming, trying to make it an online experience, yeah. um, I, didn't, I, I think outweigh well, any though. of its bad. I don't bad think it problem. had much influence, did it? PSO? Yeah. I think I mean, it did. It tried, but nobody really took them up on it until later on with the Xbox and the yeah. Xbox well, when you had voice support and broadband support, it was more fun to play on the Xbox. Yeah, but it was uh, it was pretty pioneering at the time. And okay. the Xbox version you had to pay for, the Dreamcast yeah. version you didn't. True, it was free. Maybe that's why it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot more fun when it was a free experience. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, still boy. one of my favorite games ever, Fantasy Star Online. Okay. Um, what were you saying about Children of Mana? I can't remember. I got you so far off the topic. <laughs> oh, it's just like, it plays a lot like a PSO. Yeah. I don't think I want to play Fantasy Star Universe because I'm pretty much disgusted with Sega and Sonic Team at the moment. <laughs> Seems yeah. like they're not making games better. And when now they're just a software company, you'd think they'd focus on making games better. You would hope so. Instead, the new Sonic game is terrible and the... 15th anniversary Sonic the Hedgehog for GBA is terrible, and Fantasy Star Universe is not much more evolved from the, um, now, how old is it? Five-year-old, no, six-year-old Fantasy Star Online is is just about as advanced, because it came out 2001. So that disappoints me, and, um, not, probably not going to play Fantasy Star Universe. Alright, fair enough. But anyway, those are the games I'm playing with currently. All right. Well, I've, to be honest, I haven't been playing a whole lot of games lately. It's been the holiday season. I've just kind of been relaxing, taking it easy. Uh, obviously, since we didn't get a podcast out last time, we're right. blaming it on the holidays. It definitely was. My job almost killed me. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was mostly your schedule that had us yeah. behind schedule. Oh, it was terrible. But, uh, yeah, so I've been playing a couple games. I've played, uh, like I said, I beat Zelda 2. Uh, beat that on the 27th. And uh, I also beat, what did I play, Super Dodgeball for the NES. I've been playing a lot of old school <laughs> NES games now. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, they're awesome. Super Dodgeball is like one of my favorite games ever. Me and my brother used to play this all the time for hours on end. I keep hearing about how awesome that is. <laughs> you need to play I've it, seriously. I've never played it. Is that for the original NES? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's called Super Dodgeball? Weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. My brother was like, the other day I brought it over to his house so we could play, and he was like, no, let's play some Dodgeball. And I said, it's Super Dodgeball, and he couldn't understand why. And I, to be honest, I don't understand why either. So on the NES, you'd think Dodgeball. Is there a Super Dodgeball 2 for Super Nintendo? No. <laughs> we were, what would they call it? <laughs> Super Duper Dodgeball? Super Super Dodgeball? Super Super Dodgeball. <laughs> now you're playing with Super Super Power. 
No, <laughs> there's uh, no sequel on the Super Nintendo. Uh, it's because of the name. Yeah, there would have been a sequel if it hadn't been originally called Super Dodgeball. It's not because of the uh, the gameplay. I can tell you that. Gameplay. It's a great game. It's very very short. I beat it in probably ten minutes, but that's because I freaking rock at it, and I played it many 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 hours when I was younger. I love real life dodgeball. Yeah, it's one of my favorite sports. Yeah, I used to play it in gym all the time. Yeah, it's it awesome. That's <laughs> great. Many many moons ago when I was still in school. Yeah, that was the best thing about school. Speaking of which, man, I'm about to turn 25. Turn 25 at the end of this month. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> the 31st of 2006, December, I turned 26. Oh! I'm 26 God, right now. God, you're ancient. Three days into 26. You're a year and like 33 days older than me, you old bastard. And you'll get there someday, Sonny. <laughs> You'll know what it's like soon. Anyway. <sighs> yeah, so I've been playing old school NES games. Not much to say about those, considering they're There's tons old to school. say about those. But everybody's played awesome. these games. If you haven't played Super Dodgeball, you're lame. Go play it. Oh, uh, there you go. See, more needed to be said. Okay, that was the more. That needed to be said. <laughs> well, you've heard it now. Apparently I'm lame. You know what we forgot to do? What? At the end of the top seven list, I had some honorable mentions that I'm looking at now. And I forgot to mention the honorables. Let's mention the honorables. All right, for honorable mentions, I had uh, three categories. First of all, the sweatiest controller has to go to the Dreamcast. I'm just going to kind of blow through these so we can get them out of the way. Sweatiest controller, my opinion, goes to the Dreamcast. Uh, Why is that? Huh? Why is that? Because it makes my hands sweat. (laughs) Oh, that would be a good reason. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, the worst D-pad implementation goes to the Sega Master System, just like you said. Ooh, yes, I agree with this as well. Um, and finally, the dumbest concept design has to go to the Sony Boomerang, as everyone affectionately calls it. <laughs> affectionately? I guess. It's horrible, horrible, Shit. ugly. Shit. Such an ugly Terrible. piece of filth. Anyway, so I just had to mention those. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll move into... Our last segment, Would You Rather? Yes, what would we rather do? (laughs) I'm going to ask you this question. What would you rather do? And this is kind of an amalgamation of all the things uh, that suck. A what? An amalgamation. Wow, you keep coming up with these strange words. Yeah, it means uh, a shit cocktail is what it means. Does it really? (laughs) No, but that's what this thing (laughs) is. I've got a triple layer shit sandwich for you. Oh, fuck. We're bringing back the triple layer shit filter system. Yeah. Yep. This oh, time it's a little this, different. Is it beat em and e- I mean, not beat em Spice and e- World? Spice no. World the game? No, 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 no. Although that would be bad. I think this is much, much worse. Be terrible. I wouldn't want to do that. I would rather. I, <laughs> you wait, wait until you hear the rather. Okay, I'll, I'll wait. Would you rather. Okay. Play 100 hours of the game Waterworld on the Virtual Boy. The movie was bad enough. The movie was bad enough. But you're playing this game on the Virtual Boy. On the worst system ever made? I couldn't even see it. The water would be the same color as everything else. (laughs) Red water? (laughs) Red water world. (laughs) Red water world. Be my blood seeping down the screen. Virtual red water world. The blood water would your be eyes. my blood. You can tell if your eyes are bleeding or if you were seeing the game properly. 
That's so horrible. With the Xbox controller. So oh, that's the triple shit. Your mind is here. so contrived. I'm glad you're not responsible for anything serious. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let me podcast if I was. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so you're playing a terrible game on a horrible console with an abomination of a controller. That's the worst scenario I've ever heard and the biggest waste of time that any gamer could engage in. Let what, me give you the What's my second option? I'm pretty sure I will pick that. I don't know. Here's the second option. Okay. The second option is to allow Bill Gates to launch... I'm not fond of him. Really? Well, he's just a he's just so nerdy. You know what? I okay, for a long time I really hated Bill Gates for no reason. I just think because he had a lot of money. I think I was jealous. Maybe I'm jealous too. I think you're jealous. But the guy, I'll tell you, I freaking love the guy now. Because he gives so much of his money away. He gives billions and billions of dollars away to great causes all the time. Like what? Like teaching kids how to read, giving them computers, uh, curing diseases, all sorts. I mean, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation gives away billions of dollars all the time. And I, I can't argue with that. I think he's a great guy, really. I think he's got a ton of money, but you can't hold it against him. And he's made it with some kind of shady business practices. But he's given it back, yeah. man. He has given it back. Well, I mean, that's that's good, I guess. I just think he's a white, nerdy guy. Don't like his looks. Yeah, you're going to hold that against him? Well, fine. Here's <laughs> what he's going to do to you. This is Plus your he's a rich ass. He's going to take all okay. of the consoles in the world. He's going to round them up with his billions of dollars. That rich bastard? He's going to round them up, and he's going to launch them into space. He's going to fit them all into a rocket ship. Over my dead body. It may be. It may come to that. <laughs> but that's your option. Play 100 hours of Virtual Boy Waterworld with the Xbox controller or allow Bill Gates to launch all of the consoles in the world into space. You are the most devious bastard. <laughs> Your mind is... How do you sleep at night, really? I when don't. you're coming up with these questions... I come up with them in my you sleep. You must have no peace in your life whatsoever. You're going to have no peace if you allow him to launch your favorite consoles into space. All of them? All or of do them. do I get to keep some? No, he keeps one of each copy. He keeps one of each of yeah. my favorite consoles, and the rest of them go up into space. Go into space. And, and the thing about space is, once you get it into space and it's moving, it keeps getting further away. It's very hard to find it. Very hard to find it, yeah. Yes. And even harder to retrieve it. That is a maniacal, devious question. Yeah. And if... God. Can I retrieve the consoles from space? If you can. Just as I am right now, I have to retrieve it somehow. Yeah. So basically I would never be able to retrieve them from space. If you can somehow coerce NASA into launching... A trillion dollar mission. Don't to you think a all the other consoles? angry people in the world that are missing their system mm-hmm. would band together and insist someone retrieve the consoles? They, that's and what about the, what about the game companies? You'd they have would, to organize they, that. The game companies would organize it. They would be furious. All their profits would go down the tubes. Absolutely. All the third party developers. If this was in the real world, they would just manufacture more. But consoles. Bill Gates would buy them. <laughs> <laughs> launch them into space. I'm telling you, 
There's no way around it. This man has billions upon billions of dollars, more than enough to afford every PS3 they can manufacture. So everyone they would manufacture, since it's a free market, he would just would outbid them. everyone. He would buy them all, absolutely, and then keep launching them into space endlessly. Yep. So, so no the matter everyone time. they manufactured into space. Because for every PS3 he buys and launches into space, he makes twice that in the same amount of time. Yes, true enough. Well, I I think because option A is so disgusting, <laughs> it may even be worse than the three shit filter system. Yeah. That I would have to go ahead and put my faith in humanity's ability to band together wow. when disaster strikes and get my fucking consoles back <laughs> out of space and into my living room and into my hands where they, where their horrible controllers belong. Hmm. Wow. So I'm going to go with option B. So because I don't think our species would let Bill Gates get by with that bullshit. How are they going to stop him? He, after gonna, all, he lives on the moon. What? You didn't say that in the scenario. <laughs> Bill, Bill Gates lives on the moon. Don't you know that? I didn't realize He commutes that. back and forth to work each day. By shuttle? Yes. By space shuttle. <laughs> By space shuttle. That's what he would do if he was someone who actually spent his money wisely. <laughs> Instead he hoards it all away. Instead he, he hoards he it and gives he gives it. it away. He gives it away. That money should be going to making himself his own launch pad so he can send would, himself into space. I would sure as hell live on the moon if I had that kind of money. Why not? Why not? They could put a Pepsi logo on the moon. They could put a man up there. You, you probably could afford to live on the moon. And if you could be that guy that is the first person to actually dwell, not just visit, but dwell yeah. upon the moon, Permanent. you are the man on the moon. So wh- <laughs> why the hell not? They've written songs about you. Come on. Yes, you're fulfilling prophecy. Wow. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, it'd be awesome. And I would just listen to that song as I danced around my <laughs> living room on the moon. Wow. But since he doesn't actually live on the moon, even though he should, there's no way that people would let him get by with with that kind of a scheme. I think he could. So if this is the real world, I would put enough faith in man. Even if he got by with it once, say instantly the scenario is <laughs> all my consoles are in space, everyone's <laughs> are, and there's nothing that can be done about manufacturing he more. managed to simultaneously collect all... All the systems. Yes. And fire them Put off them in, in a, a rocket big bag, and this is the plot of Superman space. 4. And <laughs> Except there, was without three? Gates and no consoles. And nuclear weapons instead of consoles. <laughs> but, okay, so all the consoles are in a big bag, and they're being thrown into orbit. Yeah. No, out. not orbit. Into they're deep space? They're being thrown out into space. Not orbit. Forget orbit. Bill Gates doesn't do orbit. So NASA probably couldn't even retrieve They try and go after them. They're not traveling at a very high rate of speed. Okay, so there's a possibility they could be caught up they with. They could catch up with them. But it would have to be mobilized quick. The mission would. Otherwise, you're going to What happens if, uh, if they just make a law that makes Bill Gates unable to buy consoles from now on? He would buy them through intermediaries. I don't think people would go along with it. I think... I think at least one person would, and well, that one person is all he needs buy to go purchase every console that comes out. If that was the case, you know, one person could have got all the PS3s on launch day. 
But that would have been impossible. But he has multiple people out there. You just said one person is all. Even if he had one, he could go around and slowly collect them all. (laughs) And Bill Gates is not getting into this house. Bill Gates is not just a man. (laughs) Bill Gates is more than a man, my friend. Bill Gates is a corporation. Bill Gates has the full force of Microsoft behind him. He could order his employees to go out and buy his all these consoles. His corporation <laughs> is producing one of the consoles. He would fire them into space. <laughs> he, would, he would make them... Why would them you produce them just to, fire just them to buy space. them? At what a waste of money. <laughs> He's producing all the systems at an expense to himself and his corporation. Yeah. And then he's buying them all at an expense, and then he's paying to have them <laughs> then subsequently shipped into deep space. Absolutely. That's no, he may stop his own production console. What demon has possessed Bill Gates? This is not uh, a scenario that you can argue with. This is my scenario, and you have to either choose A or B. You keep adding to the scenario, though, and to be honest. And not only is he shooting all the consoles into space... Oh, for Christ's no, sake. No, I'm kidding. There is no, no extra. But oh. he's definitely going to get all the consoles. There is no arguing that. He will is somehow any, in this scenario I have to know is there any them. way to stop the game companies is there any way that Bill Gates and all of his infinite power can stop the game companies from producing more systems No but he so buys he them stop. instantly How he, does he do this He outbids he pays higher than retail right <laughs> out of the factory And it's a guaranteed sale for Sony wow. Sony builds a console Bill Gates is guaranteed to buy it it's money in their pockets. And uh, fired in space. This is the most outrageous scenario in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's outrageous, but it's happening. It's happening right now. But I can stop it as long as I play Waterworld on the Virtual Boy yeah. with the original Xbox controller. That's the only I thing that will save the world. If, the <laughs> if that would stop this cataclysm, I would fucking do it. Okay. A hundred hours? One hundred hours. Oh, my f- God. That's enough to play through it at least like five times, I'd imagine. Can I take a break, or do I have to do this in one big marathon session? Mm. I'll let you take a break. One can... break. How long? Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes? Yep. It's not even enough time to sleep. Too bad. If it saves the world from that disaster, then I'll do it. All right. I'll do it. There we have it. I don't have much choice. You can retrieve your consoles from space. <laughs> well, that's so much work, and I don't think the, the government would back that plan. They would just be <laughs> like, it's a free market, make more. And then Bill Gates would buy them. Instantly. So I, I would do the marathon of of doom. All right. You bastard. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Okay, now would you rather have your groin smashed by a sledgehammer, <laughs> or have Straight it smashed, to the point, huh? or have it smashed by a freight train? <laughs> I believe I'd choose Waterworld. <laughs> oh wait, that's not an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sledgehammer or a freight train? Yes. Eh, freight train. <laughs> because Why? That would take out the rest of your lower torso. Exactly. Without a Jimmy Johnson, I don't want to be around to see the aftermath. 
<laughs> You'd rather go to the afterlife. Yeah. All right, freight train it is. Freight train it is. All right, we'll see that this gets done immediately. <laughs> and I'm shooting the consoles into space. Because you deserve no less for the last question <laughs> that you asked. All right, well, that was straight to the point. And Sounds like this may sum up episode six of Power Play. Yeah, I think that does about do it. Uh, and as always, if you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, or you just want to chat with us, uh, you can visit our forums at www.gongradio.com. Dot com! Geo and Geo and Jesus. Geo and Jesus, that was crazy. G-O-N-G-Radio.com. Or send us an email at powerplay at com. Uh, also, you can leave us a review in iTunes. That'd be awesome. We only That'd have two stellar. so far. And we can always use more. And with that said, until next time, I'm Jim Jones. And I am Peter Street. Keep your console out of space. Beep.